0: Guys, don't don't air horn over each other. Come on.
1: That was the loudest thing in the world. Uh
2: that was too close, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. Morning.
2: I'm Hagen and I'm gonna take a shot.
3: I'm Dave and I'm all gonna take a shot with Hagen.
2: <laughs> I'm Adam and I'm I'm not, but I opened a loud beer.
0: <laughs> I'm Jackson, and if our pre show talk about kombucha doesn't make it, I'm drinking kombucha again. (laughs) If you don't know what that is, it's essentially moldy tea. So, fuck yeah. Real appetizing. It's a big old yucky. It is. I think uh, kombucha is the closest I will ever get to liking alcohol, and not because it has trace amounts of alcohol in it, but because uh, it tastes shitty like alcohol.
3: (laughs) Whatever, dude. Someday. Someday. I'm sorry.
0: Did I hurt y'all's feelings
3: already? You
1: hurt my you hurt the whiskey's feelings. Yeah.
3: Uh, exactly.
0: Yeah. I do no. I do like um uh whiskey. Uh but not so much you, that I would drink a ton of it. You like wine Nothing. too, right? I like whiskey and wine because that's the, the quintessential artist in me has to be douchey like that. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> yeah, but you you won't drink on the show though, so i've never seen him drink period i've seen jackson drink wine once maybe we had cigars and wine one night that was real nice
3: damn that's hardcore
0: i don't remember that it was with it was with david (laughs) oh yeah 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 i do remember that
1: yeah Yeah. it was a lot
0: of fun yeah friend of the show david you guys all know david right dave do you know (laughs) david
3: (laughs) i don't know (laughs)
0: no visual gags i don't know if i know david uh so uh no uh, you definitely okay. don't know okay good <laughs> did i uh, so, so for uh everyone who doesn't know we're uh we're still doing this remote we're not gonna sit here and uh inundate everybody with uh the state of the world uh can i can
1: just... i tell one story though that's not entirely related it's just it's just a st- i don't think i told you guys last week that someone hit my car that i tell you about that
2: you did not tell us that, <laughs> yeah, because somebody asked me if I knew about that, and I said, "Oh, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, who the fuck asked you that, Adam?
2: <laughs> somebody who asked how Hagen was doing during the uh, the corona isolation. so who
3: the fuck asked about me? Who the fuck asked uh, about me? Oh my God, it's so aggressive. You guys are so aggressive right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting sweaty, dude. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, some, some guy in the truck backed, uh, there's like, there's a driveway, uh, next to my house that goes to like my, my back neighbor's place.
3: And you park on the street.
1: And, uh, they, I park on the street. Yeah. And so they, they were, the truck was backing out and the truck was backing out and nailed, nailed my car. Like it couldn't have been going that fast, but you cannot open, you could not open the driver's side door. Could not. Did you see,
3: did you see it happen? Uh,
1: no, I, the, the guy, the, the guy was, a the guy was a favorite <laughs> delivery driver, dropped something off for my fiance, oh. and, and then he, like, uh, Kara was like, he's an old man, like, why is he, like, out right now, this is not good, uh, and then he comes and knocks on the door again, and I'm like, okay, why the fuck is he coming back, and, uh, he hit my car, and, uh, it was totally fucked, but luckily, the insurance is all taken care of it, which is good, but, it was just like another thing to happen and it just it was like it was a, such a random thing to happen. It sucks. It was such a pain. I in think the it would, ass. I think it'd be
3: really funny if you saw him hit your car and and if he just drove away and went, "Thanks for the tip." <laughs> 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 Fuck your car. I'm too old for this shit.
0: <laughs> Hagen, you mentioned your uh, driveway out front of your house, but you didn't mention uh, what's your address
1: again? <laughs> uh six 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 fuck your mom
0: lane that's right next to 69 boners again shoot, right again <laughs> <aggression>. <laughs> it, is, it
1: is they're next to each other yeah they're right next to each other
0: i see i see um so it, it's good your mom to, is very uh,
1: very nice did you guys uh, jackson invited me to a facetime with him and his mom <laughs> a few a few days ago i was i was in the shower so i missed glad it. i don't
3: have an iphone but i <laughs>
0: So what oh. happened was my uh, I got a call from my mom, my godmother, and their uh, roommate in college. So the three of them used to live together in college. And I guess they regularly do happy hours, but they all live in different states. I think one of them lives in Arkansas, one of them's in Oklahoma, and one of them's my mom here in Texas. So it's like, I I don't know, but they were doing like a digital happy hour on FaceTime. And I just saw like I got a like a laundry list of like Names of like people who don't normally call me, other than my mom. And I was like, I don't know if I want to answer this, and I did, and it was literally them just like yelling about technology and like, what is this? <laughs> it was uh, and then they, they they were like, ooh, I wonder how many people we can get on FaceTime. So they were all calling their children, they were calling anyone they could, and, and then I was like, you know what? Let's see if I can get Hagen on this because I think <laughs> Hagen's the only person who will have somewhat of a funny time doing this. I didn't want to piss anybody off by calling them and then being like, what the fuck?
3: Hagen, you should have answered it. Hagen should have answered it in the shower, dude. In the shower. <laughs> you should have like
1: happy hour. Look at this. <laughs>
0: the drinks were flowing with them. So it definitely it would have landed. Would have been received. It would have well. landed. Yeah there's there's yeah. there's the birth it of your my fun. only
3: oh, what is it only uh only, only fans, fans. <laughs>
0: yes yes yeah. look uh out it, my, look out it, for it my was, only fans everybody it wasn't the best time like if i had known that i was going to get a call from you know uh the older generation i will say uh <laughs> that day that, i would have is that what you call i would have yes I, i'm trying not to call them boomers <laughs> Uh, but uh, if I had known I was going to get that call, I would have not been war- wearing my uh, Obama shirt that day. So like the whole FaceTime, I was standing kind of sideways. <laughs> I put a guitar in front of me and I was just like, I don't really want to have that conversation right now.
1: I uh, I would like to, before we move on, I would like to apologize to my mom for, t- for saying I'm going to have an OnlyFans and then also apologize for the other part of that conversation where we called people boomers. Thanks mom, bye.
3: Does does she know what, what does she know what that is? What an OnlyFans yeah. is? I'm pretty sure she does.
1: She's a teacher. Oh, that's true.
0: Well,
2: look Yeah, you kind of have to then.
0: Miss <laughs> will go look it up <laughs> no. now. No. No. Okay. Do you not know
2: look, you know look that up anybody's mentioned this in the do class. It. Do not look up OnlyFans. <laughs>
0: uh, it's good. I'm having a good time already. <laughs> So I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, Last bit of housekeeping before we move on to why we're all here today and why you've seen it in the title. Before we move on, uh, the four of us, we all have facial hair, but now three of us have mustaches, and one of us has a bitch-ass beard. Yeah,
3: a bitch-ass beard, Adam.
2: Yeah, that's fun.
0: You're going to be
1: in your house (laughs) for a long time. Might as well just shave that beard off, dude.
2: Dude, it feels good. I uh, don't say that out loud. <laughs> it feels. Good. I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text your fiance. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't. I, yep. Yeah, she she's definitely on board. Yeah, she she would probably oh, agree should to do that, it. So. Should I think I've seen
0: it. like one picture of you, Adam, with short facial hair, and I think it's of you and your fiance.
2: You still yeah, have it, facial only, hair. Uh, yeah, that's the only photo like that. That's it. Yeah, when I met wow. you, you had short facial hair.
0: Yeah. So lo- looking up pictures of Adam without facial hair is like trying to find pictures of Buckethead without his mask. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, this is the first time I've I've shaved my beard off since 2013.
0: How does it feel?
3: Uh, it feels good to wash my face, like <laughs> instead of just shampooing it. But okay, I
2: thought you meant you didn't do that no, before. So that's <laughs> why I had to <laughs> That's why I had to clarify. Adam, <laughs> don't you know
1: when you have a beard, you don't have to, you don't wash, have to wash your, your face. face. Yeah, I guess nobody told me that.
0: (laughs) Whenever I... So, like, facial hair is not the uh, softest of hair, but, like, you can uh, somewhat take your mind off that when it's on your face. But then as soon as I... And I didn't have a large beard because I'm unable to grow a large beard. But whenever I shaved it off and I had, like, a pile of it sitting in my sink, I was just like, oh, man, that's fucking pubes.
3: Oh, yeah, I started, started like getting nervous like after i did it and looked in the mirror i was like this is a mistake this is a big mistake and i like uh my fiance was trying to calm me down she's like it looks great you look great don't worry about it and i like i was like i gotta go do a shot of whiskey i like ran to the kitchen and did a shot and like (laughs) knelt down like i just ran a marathon i was like no one can see me
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like, uh, so like I'm doing new things, uh, you know, in my newfound freedom of being stuck in the house. Uh, that's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> you sound
3: it. like a cat, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are things that like, I, whenever I was, it was a last uh, minute decision. I was like, oh, I'm going to shave my facial hair. And uh, I was like, oh, I let my girlfriend do it. I was like, we're stuck in here together. Have you ever shaved someone's face? Here, shave my face. So oh, it was fun. Uh, she she and, did? Uh, <laughs> yeah oh. yeah
1: and my fiance fun, shaved but... my face are you, I you serious do it.
2: yeah oh, i gotta tell my fiance about this <laughs> no you don't <laughs> yeah i wouldn't wouldn't be doing that no
3: because she asked if she could she asked if she could and i was like not a chance there is not a chance i'm, you that.
0: <laughs> I'm trying out new uh hair techniques uh and i've found that uh like you know i'm going from like using a bunch of product to in between to like just like wetting my hair and brushing it and i've found that the best results are of course just wetting my hair and brushing it but uh yeah so like little things like that i'm actually uh doing a guitar hand this is my oh. uh picking hand and for people who can't see that on the podcast that means i that's everybody. for my pick pick picking hand i have nothing but coke nails and on my uh <laughs> I'm not going to call it a fingering hand, uh, but my fretboard hand
3: uh, it is completely clipped. It's too late. It's called the fingering hand. It's too late. You, you had to mention you, it. Yeah, well, I wasn't even going to think about
2: that, or maybe, but you the walked us right into that. The fingering
1: hand. The fingering hand. You know, there's right what and would left, you call right, them? right uh, and that's left. That's the
2: technical term. It's, it's fine.
0: Right and left hands.
3: Yeah,
2: that's nah. the big one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's also a fretting
0: that's hand That's the common one So my fretting hand uh, is completely uh, clipped But uh, you know like Because I've always thought that's really gross Like classical guitarists have like the like Half an inch long fingernails But uh, yeah. I'm not long enough yet To where I'm really able to Use it for picking But uh, I have noticed that it's fun Just scratching myself And you know just <laughs> Like scratching the cats That kind of thing Holy picking shit. Picking my butthole. Holy <laughs> shit. All right. Well, Jackson, on to why the topic. are we here
2: today? <laughs> are we, we are here, here to today? talk about you picking why, why your butthole? Why did you gather us here? Yeah. We're not I, talking about picking I, your butthole.
0: We are gathered here today to talk about what anybody in life likes to talk about. Gossip. Music feuds. So what we're gonna talk about today, we're not we're not doing a list. not doing a top 10. We're not talking about the biggest ones. Today, we're talking about the ones that we just know about right now on this very date in 2020 when we are recording this. Uh, Think of it, as I said, not like a top 10 list. We're not Watch Mojo. We're not going to be maybe uh, (laughs) what we're stating isn't completely factual, but we're reciting off the top of our heads like we are storytellers of old times when there was no writing down. It is all by word of mouth. So what we're doing today is we're gossiping. And our gossip chat today is going to be about music feuds. So uh, I think a good one to start on, and I think about probably the four of us know decent enough, is Metallica versus Dave Mustaine. Does anybody specifically want to take the lead on this? I did just watch like a five-minute video of it before Uh, it sounds like
3: you want to take the lead on it
1: what i want to say like right off is that like uh if none of that would have happened metallica would have been a better band i'm just gonna like lay it out right there metallica would have been better go on
0: yeah it should have been lars um (laughs) so uh (laughs) well that that'll be for a later uh you know it's good we should bring that back the you know should have been Lars and our Lars shit talking segment. This is this is it. We're starting with our Lars shit talking s- segment. Uh, so before we get into Metallica versus Dave Mustaine, we're gonna get into Metallica versus a Greyhound touring bus.
1: <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Got oh, that. jeez, did you write that down?
2: Yeah, you, you've been sitting on that. Oh. No, I have not.
3: God. I, I'm feeling, uh, I'm flowing. That sounds like
2: bullshit. Oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck?
0: So if anybody doesn't know, uh, Metallica, famous thrash ma- metal band, uh, they did not always have Kirk Hammett as their lead guitarist. Um, they have always been a four-piece, but uh, their original guitarist, was Dave Mustaine. And if you don't know who Dave Mustaine is, uh, he's most, uh, I think most like general knowledge people know him for uh, Megadeth. And then if you're, you know, like a really big metalhead, then you probably know about the whole Metallica, uh, Dave Mustaine saga. So uh, Dave Mustaine also, was their original.
1: He's also famous for Infowars.
2: Ah, we weren't <laughs> going to talk about that. Yeah, that makes uh, sense, right? I wanted to talk about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a bit of painful history with uh it's both um uh Dave Mustaine and uh Billy Corgan hasn't been on InfoWars, but he does have some pretty uh you know, a flaky past in politics.
2: But but it would make sense if he had been a guest on there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it'd be too shocking. <laughs> he has. But wait, Billy Corgan has? Oh no, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dave Mustaine has More been on InfoWars <laughs> and that is a painful painful memory. Um I like Dave Mustaine. I like him. I can't really say I like him as a person, but I like his music and everything. Uh and to some extent I am an advocate of separating the art from the artist, but not when we're talking about people like Kanye West. Uh and uh what the what, no, Michael no. Jackson <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah yeah yep, There,
0: there's a bit uh, there's there's hard uh hard um situations but that's not what we we're talking about so uh metallica versus dave mustaine so uh dave mustaine was their original guitarist and they before they uh got their first uh, their first record Kill them all they uh i think they were pretty much just riding high on a cassette tape that they had out and they were touring they were still you know doing pretty well this was back in the days when uh you know you could be famous without having a record out and, you know, actually have big money behind you, that kind of thing. So at the time, uh, Metallica was uh, very fondly uh, referred to as Alcoholica. Um, And Alcoholica, uh, it's because all of them indulged heavily in uh, drinking. And so most of them, all of them at the time, were uh, apparently fun drunks. They were just like, they got drunk a ton, they were like 20 year olds, that kind of thing, but it was just known that they were uh, heavy, heavy drinkers like more so than most of the rock stars at the time, but not Dave Mustaine. He took alcohol in an aggressive way, so that's, that was the stem of uh, their big issues, is that um, basically, while three of the band members would get drunk and have a great time uh one of the drunk uh one of the band members would get super drunk and just get super aggressive and try to fight people. Uh so Metallica decided, you know, they were supposed to be recording an album and I think in a month they were from California, but at the time they were living in a rehearsal studio, the four of them living in a rehearsal space together where a bunch of bands like Anthrax and other uh famous thrash metal bands were uh would rehearse in at the same time, but they didn't live there. Um but uh, they all lived there at the time, and they decided, okay, every we're going to kick Dave Mustaine out, and so what they did is they waited uh, for him to get on one of his blackout drunks, drunk, aggressive nights. So what they did is they waited for that, and then when he woke up, they woke him up at apparently like nine in the morning, uh, and he was super hungover and really hazy, and they're like, you're out of the band? Uh you're going, and we're sending you back to California. Like you're done. And he said, "Okay, uh, when is my flight back to California?" And they said, "Here's a Greyhound ticket. It was a four-day bus ride back to uh, from New York City to uh, um, California, San oh, Francisco, I think." Yeah, and guess they woke him at nine. Woke him up at nine o'clock. Guess when his uh, bus ride was? When? 10 o'clock oh. <laughs> so he, they basically they gave him no time to be aggressive and like uh, you know get mad at them so what he basically was scrambling he was super hungover grabbed everything got on the bus and you know he had four days to really ruminate on this so before i talk about that four-day bus ride he um or apparently the, you know they were due to record in a month uh they had the album already written they already had their uh, new guitarist, Kirk Hammett, selected before they even kicked him out. So, so like
3: they were always going to be a four-piece, and they—that's so crazy.
0: Yeah. So, um, basically, uh, for on that four-day bus ride of course he's just super angry and he decided, okay, well I'm going to spend this time. I'm going to write some lyrics like, uh, fuck it. Like they're about to record Hello, like me. an album. Of... It's me again. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to, uh... and he was super pissed. And like, to this day, he talks about it like, uh, that, like that album killed them all. Like, he's like, I wrote that album. That's like some of my best music. And it like is under Metallica's name. And that really pisses him off. And so he, he wrote on the back of a, uh like it was a political flyer and he wrote Megadeth on the back of it and he was like, Oh yeah, that's super cool and then, you know, I think it was a couple years later he actually started the band. But uh do y'all know uh kind of the back and forth uh, you know, like the some kind of monster stuff and all that?
1: Well first I have a question. When he wrote Megadeth down, did he spell it the way he sp Why? What the fuck? What did I mean, is he an idiot? Why did
2: that yeah, happen? Uh- probably the yeah the idiot one right <laughs> adam's gonna
3: go with idiot
2: <laughs> that's, that, well, he, that's the only thing that's ever made sense to me
0: he was on Infowars.
3: <laughs> sounded like you said Nymfo wars
1: got him no i don't I, I i don't know the back and forth you're referring to with i mean i know some kind of monster but the
0: so for years uh the band like of course there was a lot of aggression between the two because Metallica became the biggest metal band in the world. And I would argue still is the biggest metal band in the world. Um, I would
1: argue biggest hard rock band in the world.
0: Okay. Well, metal is so fluid. uh, We're about to have a a (laughs)
3: podcast feud.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Biggest music feud ever. Hagen V Jackson. Um, (laughs)
3: No, I should eat my beard uh, first. (laughs) 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 Well, I cut my hair first.
0: (laughs) So basically, they just went back and forth for years. And uh, it's it's documented well in the Metallica documentary, Some Kind of Monster, where uh, apparently, so like in the movie, uh, Dave Mustaine comes on. And, like, they talk to him, and they're trying to kind of, like, squash the whole, like, vendetta against each other. And, uh, basically, Dave Mustaine just starts getting really emotional on it. And this is the movie where, like, Metallica had, like, a band therapist in the studio with them, all that kind of stuff. And he got super emotional. It was this emotional thing. And they basically, it seemed like they were like, okay, you know, it's not great, the situation, but, like, we'll, we'll move on past it. And then after, whenever the movie came out, like Dave Mustaine was like, nah, fuck that. They made me look like a pussy. Like, and that's exactly how he talks, by the way. So (laughs) it was just like, I was like, man, what the fuck? So yeah, it basically, uh, and then I think what originally got us uh, thinking about doing this topic episode was, I think Hagen sent an article that um, Dave Mustaine, just like, I think it was in 2019, he was diagnosed with throat cancer. Yeah. And- he is now technically in remission, but apparently during that time, I, I think it was James Hetfield uh, of Metallica and uh, maybe uh, Lars as well, because uh, those are the only remaining members that he was in the band with. Uh, I think that they reached out to him and they kind of just not publicly uh, figured things out.
3: Well, just because Hetfield, I, was, I, I Hetfield guess... was probably making amends because he was probably in a 12-step program or something.
1: I think I think also dave was like i I'm ready to to forgive I mean if this is a time to do it this is like this is the best time If there is a time this is the best one right so I think that I think yeah. that was a big thing too um but I mean yeah James was at, it, that was also when James was in his like I, I don't know how many times he's like suffered or, or like been to a, a, a an addict facility but that was like the he he was back in a facility again so it might have been part of a 12-step program as well who knows?
0: Fuck that. That that would have been a good one to end on because that's a that's a good you know, uh, that's a good moral of this story is that like you know in the end things were put in perspective for these guys. Oh well, we'll uh, find another <laughs> shitty way to so, end it. So basically,
3: <laughs> don't, don't listen to the rest of the episode because we've peaked.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: this was it. A bunch of no, we
0: definitely. We definitely have not peaked
1: <laughs> a bunch of emotional like old metal heads just being sad together is like i don't know that's basically some kind of monster and uh i mean there was no good way to end that so i mean i don't know we could, yeah. we could still end it well
0: <laughs> yeah and it's it's so weird because metal is this uh genre that like music and the world itself is a boys club but like metal itself is like such a poster child for this like boys club it's really you know it has this toxic masculinity in it so like watching these older metalheads you know hold on to that it, it's weird to watch and it's good to see it kind of crumble down for the their generation but you do see a lot of you know i'm not saying metalheads are this way but a lot of metal musicians the bigger ones are very much against that, you know, toxic masculinity of like what metal used to very much seem to be. So, right, yeah, it, it is good to see that kind of break down. Um, so, uh, I think we should talk about Kanye West versus Taylor Swift.
1: This one's easy though, but yeah, yeah. let's do it. It's easy. It's so
0: easy. Take it then.
1: Well, Take I mean. It. Well, it, it it the start of it was was it the VMAs? Is that what it was? Is that what it was or the Grammys?
3: Uh, VMAs.
0: No, actually, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, I no, think it, was it was the, the VMAs. Grammys. Was it the VMAs? Regardless,
1: some music award. Taylor it was. What, it was when
3: it. it was when Beyonce won music video or album.
0: No, no. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift won
1: one album. of the year. Or, yeah, yeah, but yeah,
3: but Kanye th- thought that Taylor Swift should have won.
1: Yeah. So whatever, whichever award ceremony it was. Uh, Taylor Swift won the award, and Kanye comes up and takes the mic, and uh, what what's the, what's the famous quote? Um, I'm, I'm gonna let hold you finish. On.
0: Hagen, Hagen, hold on, I'm gonna let you finish this story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and and so she he takes the mic from her and basically just goes on about how Beyonce should have won and not Taylor Swift, uh, and that that started uh, a, a, a feud that. Uh, like 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 a lot of musical feuds do, which I assume we'll get into that later, where like it goes into song later, um, and there were multiple songs on oh, both yeah. sides, multiple
0: songs.
3: I think he said I made that bitch famous.
0: What he said? Yeah, he said that. He said something like, I don't know. I still think Taylor and I are gonna have sex. Blah blah blah. I made her famous. Something like that. Uh, and by the way. Uh, this happened in two thousand nine, the uh, interruption of the speech, and that song came out. I believe it was twenty sixteen, so it's yeah. been going on for a well. While. But
1: they but they buried the hatchet when that song came out. By the time that song came out, they had like spoken and forgiven each other. And when that song came out, uh, she shortly released "Shake It Off." Like I guess that same year or the year after that, and apparently there was something about like I didn't give him permission to call me bitch in the lyrics of "Shake It Off," um, and she had uh. Basically, Someone like, do you guys hear that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hagen's got more priorities. <laughs> are, you, are you getting delivery during the Someone's show? Someone's
1: at the front door. Uh, I guess so. Uh, are we going
3: to get a guest appearance from one of your roommates bringing in your pizza? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That'll stay out there. I'll, can we I'll, get a, I'll eat can it? Can we get a hey
3: listen later?
1: We'll get a hey listen later. Yeah, for sure. We'll okay, do this. Um but yeah, it was it was a thing where like they had forgiven each other. He wrote the thing, called her a bitch. She got super upset, and then uh, she had spoken to Kim. And it, it's this weird like it's reminiscent to old hip hop feuds where like they would very frequently call each other out in song. Um, but it also includes like this weird gossip side where they're also still like, like Taylor goes to the wife and is all upset about it. And it's, it's a weird, it's a super weird mixture because it has this aggression, but also this like modern day gossip side too.
3: I feel like that would be like the, the older equivalent of that would be like, uh, Dolly Parton arguing with uh, notorious B.I.G. or something for like sure,
0: that. For sure. For
3: sure. If Taylor Swift were still country.
0: I saw that. Uh, what is that, Dave?
3: What is what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> was there, did Dolly Parton actually feud with Notorious B.I.G.? No,
0: no, no. Dolly Parton feuded with somebody. but uh, Dolly
3: Parton okay, feuded with um, Elvis Presley. Yes. Because oh, okay. she wrote, I will always love you. And uh, there was another one that Elvis' people wanted to record, and they wanted all the rights to it.
1: I think Dolly Parton feuded with Uh, multiple people. I think that Dolly Parton had a lot of feuds. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure she's had multiple.
3: And I don't know necessarily if you could call them feuds so much as Dolly Parton just saying, like, no, you can't just have what I wrote. Sorry. I mean.
0: That's my favorite thing about looking this stuff up is that if you type in top 20, top 10 music feuds, it's such a loose term. I mean, there are some that are like full blown out feuds, but then there are some where it's like, oh no like that that person literally just said one thing and like the other person was like Ugh, fuck that person
3: and that's it Yeah, her exactly big, her
1: big one was with but, Parton Wagoner and then she also she no. also feuded with Whitney Houston
3: over the because because Whitney Houston did I will always love you
0: yeah but please we're gonna save that for our big uh, you know magnum opus of our Dolly Parton episode um, <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Taylor feet. Swift thing uh I think it's come up more recently too, because uh, there was uh, that uh, back and forth saying like, Oh, Kanye did call Taylor and let her know about that song where he was going to say that. And she said, okay, that's okay. But there was never like any like, you know, proof of that. It was just everybody taking it at each other's word, but somebody, it took a Snapchat of him calling her in the uh, studio And said hey here's the Here's the lyrics and by the way you can find The Snapchat I just watched it today And uh, I just watched it and um, Basically uh, He tells her exactly The lyric and she said oh that's cool Uh, Yeah that's fine that's funny Like thanks for like it's really cool of you To call me and give me a heads up And he said you know he even says he said You know with our history and like Us being friends like I I I Owe it to you That much and then she says yeah i really appreciate it it's really cool of you to do that by the way this whole time in the background on a couch rick rubin is just passed out (laughs) (laughs) and uh
3: in in the studio with taylor swift no with kanye with kanye okay yeah
0: so then the the video ends it's really quick it's you know pretty basic but then it got pulled back up, not by Taylor, not by Kanye, not by any of those people, but it got pulled back up because apparently it's illegal. I think it's in California that this was an issue, but it's illegal to record somebody without them knowing. So people have now flipped back on Kanye because he uh, recorded this thing, or apparently Kim was the one who recorded the... um, actual video so like now people have flipped back on them and taylor i believe to end it has just said she put this long post saying like i you know i've been dealing with this since 2009 and i have i i have no comment on this and i've been dealing with this since 2009 and i didn't even want to be dealing with it back then so I, hopefully that's the end
3: of that i think she might have spoke about it on her uh, recently released netflix documentary a little bit that sounds like where that quote came from.
0: I have a, I have a couple, you know, s- what I consider smaller ones, but uh, then I have two bigger ones that, personally, I want to end on. Uh, Hagan, do you have any you want to specifically talk about?
1: I mean, I can talk about Tupac Biggie, a pretty good amount, if you want me to do that.
0: I've never heard of them. <laughs> what is that? What's a Tupac Biggie? What's a
1: Tupac Biggie? Uh, so uh, this is like the beginning of a lot of it, it set the precedent for hip hop feuds basically in a very not good way
0: um and the east coast west coast feud too right exactly yeah, I
3: think it was less about Tupac and Biggie and more about the east versus west coast those right? two
0: those
1: two people were uh, like put in the most unfortunate position possible because they the the feud all of it it wasn't about them and and there was like there was some of it where like they blamed each other for certain aspects but at the end of the day it was not about them it was about this big east west coast feud um in the hip-hop world so basically uh tupac shakur and um notorious big they uh they were rappers uh tupac from the west coast notorious big from the east coast and um they, they they both kind of started up a, around similar times. Tupac had already had a decent career before Biggie had like, gotten really big. Um and so like when they met, they were actually like like Biggie looked up to Tupac and which is like especially interesting cuz they're 1 year apart. Like when they when they died, T- Biggie was 24 and Tupac was 25. Um wow. Yeah. So like Biggie looked up to Tupac a lot when they first met, but there was still this like this weird i don't know i think everyone around them looked at their relationship in a weird way when they met because there was people like uh suge knight suge knight was from uh, the west coast and he uh was part of the record label that tupac was a part of he was actually tupac's manager yeah, it, was,
3: it was uh um death row records death row
0: records yeah
3: and that was that was suge knight and dr dre
0: yeah uh by the way death row records is owned by hasbro now that's amazing fun fact that's fucking oh awesome.
1: my god that, that's great um, and then, and then, East Coast being notorious Big, and then like his his equivalent to Suge Knight and Dr. J would be Puff Daddy,
3: and yeah, for, for Bad Boy Records,
1: yeah. So, uh, like a lot of like there, there there was this weird thing where everybody was kind of looking at their relationship in kind of a weird way, um, but they were they were fine. There was uh, a point where Tupac went to New York to have a meeting. And, um, Tupac was, like, in reality, Tupac and Biggie and a lot of those guys, they weren't, like, super duper, like, quote-unquote gangsta. Like, Tupac was a poet, and he loved theater class, and he wasn't, like, a huge, like, he got into, like, into criminal activity as he got more into hip-hop. There was also, um, a murder. He was beaten, there was a murder, and he was blamed for part of the murder, and... Um, Tupac straight up blamed Biggie and Puff Daddy for like setting him up. Um, and that was kind of where a lot of the feud began. Um, and so from then on, it was just an East West Coast thing. It was these people against each other. There was these gangs, there was all this stuff. Um, in terms of the murders, they are quote unquote unsolved but it is agreed upon what the answer is. Um, And so, like, Tupac was murdered in Las Vegas um, by a group of people that was associated with Puff Daddy and Biggie, but they were not there. Um, Basically, uh, it was a necklace that caused his murder. Someone broke a necklace that was related to Tupac and Biggie's gang and they got really mad and they already hated tupac it was after it was after a mike tyson mike tyson fight after mike tyson got out of prison yeah and uh drive by 13 shots i think uh into the car um and uh suge knight got hit too so there's a big there was a big conspiracy that went around there was a big documentary called biggie and tupac that you should watch maybe but it is also a bunch of bullshit um but he, he's a, the guy who made the, doc, the documentary is a big fan of the theory that Suge Knight is the one that uh, made the whole thing happen. But Suge Knight got shot in the face.
3: Like, and he wasn't in the car, right? He was at the... No, Suge Knight was in the car. I saw this other documentary where there's footage of Suge Knight and uh, I think Dr. Dre running out of the, the casino that they were in.
1: I'm pretty sure Suge Knight was in the car at the
2: time. Yeah, I thought he was driving. I actually just wound up reading about this a couple of days ago before we decided we were doing this. He, he, I'm pretty he, sure he was in the car and may have been driving.
1: He got hit oh. in the face, and he—and uh, there was, like, Suge Knight claims the conversation went, because Tupac was alive still at the time, and he, like, turned, and, and Suge Knight said something on the lines of, like, we have to get you to the hospital, and Tupac was like, dude, you got shot in the face. Like... We got to get you to the hospital, <laughs> um, Jesus. But so Shug Shug was obviously fine, and uh, Tupac was not. So then six months later, uh, there is a shooting to kill Notorious B.I.G., um, and that is pretty popularly believed to be the work of Shug Knight. That he is the one behind that. Uh, Shug Knight is in jail right now, but not for that. Um, yeah, for different is, things. Yeah, and so the like. There's a lot of conspiracies. This is like a crazy murder that has a lot of it, it again, it's not about these two people. It's about way bigger way bigger things. And so, um, it's honestly it's it's, it's a really interesting thing to start getting into. There's a great book that I actually started reading because when we decided we were gonna do uh, this topic, I listened to an episode of another podcast called Last Podcast on the Left and they have a Tupac Biggie series that's amazing. And they got all of their stuff from a book called Original Gangsters, um, And I started reading that book, and it's amazing. This book goes into some insane detail. I remembered I know how to read. It's really cool. <laughs> um, but it's it's a really, really good book. And honestly, like, the politics with this stuff is really complicated. It's fucking insane, and there's lives on the line. That's like – I mean, there's, there's always lives on the line, but, I mean, you would think that this is – I don't know. It's a bunch of rappers and most rappers honestly don't have criminal affiliation at the start. They, they get it later. And so, yeah.
0: Isn't it that they typically, in a lot of these situations and not all, but especially in this one, uh, they, uh, be basically became figureheads of something that they became associated with after becoming these icons. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually,
1: they actually had ghostwriters. So they would bring in and not like ghostwriters in the sense of like, write my song for me but they would basically bring in people who were because like the producers or the owners of the companies did have gang affiliations and so they would bring in people they knew to come help write the lyrics about the stuff that these rappers don't have experience with right like so
3: gang banging and and stuff like that in the hood
0: yeah so a good thing to talk about on that is that they uh, you know with you know before the two died is that that spawned, you know, what is now, you know, it can be enjoyable or just, uh, you know, pointless, I would say from my point of view. Uh, the uh, diss tracks, the back and forths in songs. And I'm not talking about like a, oh, here's a verse. We're talking about a full fucking song.
1: Yeah. I I I, I can't remember the name of it, but the song that Tupac wrote that is like Biggie's diss track. That I know it. I you know I know the the, the
0: best the best opening line of exactly. any song ever. That's why I fucked your bitch. Yes, <laughs> this song is that's insane. the opening line. He just chuckles. I don't think there's any beat. He just goes, "That's why I fucked your bitch," and then it just starts. It's like whoa. And he said, it's "Like a bomb."
1: He said that because uh, notorious Big's wife was featured on one of his songs the previous year. And so that's, like, where that came from. But that entire song is aggressive as fuck. That entire song... It's a
0: good song.
1: It is, but it's basically just him telling, like, saying he's going to kill him. Saying he's going to fucking kill him. And it's insane. It's absolutely... And and the the music video is basically they just hired a guy that was bigger and looked like notorious B.I.G., and they just beat the shit out of him the entire time.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not a huge fan of diss tracks. I think that it's pretty petty and that it, it... You know, and this is me coming from a snobby point of view of just like, oh, it just it doesn't seem about the music. It's it's completely devoid of you know what I would say the purpose of making music is. But that's just a personal belief. It's stupid. Uh, But I'll
1: say I'll say that I agree about that with diss tracks. But uh, Tupac was a amazing lyricist, and so yeah, and he and the way that like hip hop was done in the '90s, like they could make that terrifying so easily yeah because there was a lot
3: more anonymity
1: exactly you could like feel the the aggression from that and it it, honestly like it it's so easy to feel aggression and emotion from tupac's music and that song in general was very just like it it it's terrifying but it's i mean it's i do i i do agree diss tracks are dumb but uh it is it is interesting to say the least
3: yeah,
0: yeah. You you know knew a lot more about that than I thought you were going to. So kudos <laughs> to you on that.
3: <laughs> I, but the, honestly, there's also, there's just a big history of diss tracks throughout hip hop, oh, th- yeah, throughout the sure. entire course of it.
1: Okay, so you said Machine Gun Kelly. I just want a side note. Did you guys watch the Machine Gun Kelly Travis Parker cover of Misery Business? By no, no, and I. It's won't. awful. But it's now. maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> it's like. There, there's no mics. There's no drum mics on Travis Parker's drums, so it's all like, like sampled sounds and like complete bullshit. But uh, just, just everybody take like 30 seconds and watch just the first 30 seconds of it and enjoy how fucking awful that is.
3: I don't know if I could. Yeah, yeah,
0: you that can do sounds it. Absolutely awful. Is it better or worse than the Gilbert Gottfried cover of that one song? Dude, the Gilbert Gottfried
1: cover of that one song is amazing. What are you talking about? That shit's so good.
0: I have a couple of, uh, like, small ones, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and skip those and, like, maybe we can uh, flesh those out at a later date. Does anybody have anything they want to talk about before I get into my my big two? I want to take
1: it back to Taylor Swift for a second, and I want to say that she has a lot of feuds, and she's, like, I do agree with the respect of her for how she, like, stands up for musicians and uh, the music industry, but damn does she feud with fucking everybody her and Katy perry that's a fu- that's a that's a long ass feud over nothing
3: yeah and she she feuded with john mayer and she wrote a song yep. called dear john and then and he, he wrote, wrote, wrote a great doll. song
0: called paper doll
3: yeah <laughs> and i know everywhere to paper doll and i don't think i've ever heard dear john
0: <laughs> you know i <laughs> I hear paper doll every once in a while. I I love that song. It's not one of my favorite John Mayer songs, but like, I definitely, I hear that. And I, I forget that like, Oh, John Mayer wrote a song about Taylor Swift. So yeah, that's interesting.
3: She was on a previous uh, album of his doing backup vocals.
0: Yeah. And Katy Perry was on a John Mayer record on that. I uh, think
3: on that same record that he had paper doll on paradise Valley.
0: I guess you just don't shit where you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
3: Is that the saying?
0: Yeah, that's the saying. Don't that's shit where you sleep. Insane. I mean,
3: that's good advice, but I feel like that's more biblical than it is anything else. Uh, yes. Don't shit uh, while you sleep.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and also to you. Um, Adam, did you have anything specific you wanted to talk about before I go?
2: no i'm not real big on any of these feuds why not i did just all fall right. into like reading all about the one that Hagen talked about though but yeah because that, that one 71. like
0: Hagen just went into detail about that but like that there you could have like a seven part mini series on that It's not like just yeah,
2: the that de- the, the detail i went yeah, into are, was are pretty you saying minimal. that because there there is a seven part podcast miniseries about that
0: <laughs> is there
2: yeah <laughs> i thought Fuck. you were referencing that but no yeah
1: no, the, the, the things that go into that are – they're massive. I mean, the, like I said, the politics, all the details, they're, they're absolutely insane. And people still are disputing to this day. It's a conspiracy theory about who did what. I mean, people still believe the LAPD might be involved. The original detective who was on the case, he worked for the LAPD, and he believed the LAPD was involved. And then the LAPD had to be like, hey, bud, maybe you should not do this case anymore and that didn't help the LAPD's case at all because people
0: it's just it's just problematic
3: part of the reason for that too is that the, at that time like the parental advisory um classifications were just starting and it was all because of hip hop so they yeah. had to like there was a lot of uproar and then you had the LA riots Around that time, yeah. too, where it was like the
1: LAPD in the 90s was in a just a, 80s and 90s was just in a rough spot. They, yeah, they, I mean, like they they fucked up a ton. I mean, there was the Rodney King riots, and then there was OJ, and then there was Tupac and Biggie. So, yeah, not 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 looking too good for them,
0: yeah. And you know, that's where the you know, the famous term uh spurred that's why I fucked your bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, is that why you say that to me so much? Again,
3: again that sounds more biblical than anything else. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> which, which proverb is that, Dave? That's why I fucked your bitch.
3: That's a uh, Hung John 316. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Today is the day
0: Dave is getting canceled. I knew it. God. <laughs> so... Uh, I think I know how I'll start this, and uh, so I'm going to start with uh, Oasis v. Blur, and then we're going to get into just uh, the Gallagher brothers, and then, you know, we'll probably call it a podcast, so Oasis v. Blur, if you don't know those bands, uh, it's Britpop, and if you don't know me, I love Britpop, and if you don't know me, I love Oasis and Blur, adam and i did a whole deep dive uh well two deep dives uh yeah, doing I was gonna say, uh, two one on each so if you love what i'm about to do go fucking listen to those because it's pretty much the same thing as what's about to happen just way more detailed so uh in the 90s you had this movement brit pop blah, blah 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 it is basically the sound <laughs> of the 90s in uh the uk uh everybody knows wonderwall That's Britpop. Most people know Song 2 by Blur. Those are the big songs. If you
3: don't don't know Song 2, you know what it sounds like.
0: Yeah. Which is funny because that song is actually, it's the song that got them famous, that got Blur famous in the U.S., and it was them basically saying like, oh, uh, because at the same time uh, as Britpop in the U.S., uh, we were having the grunge movement, which was uh, Britpop is super polished. It is very much just alt alt rock uh, that's super polished. Uh, there's no rough edges, really. And then grunge is pretty much the antithesis of that, where it's just very, it's kind of rough around the edges on purpose. So song two was uh, Blur actually trying to poke fun at it, like, oh, we're never going to get famous in the U.S. because we don't sound like this. And, of course, it's their biggest song in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so... That's not the case in the U.K., but in the U.S. Uh, So what Oasis v. Blur is. So Blur was famous before uh, Oasis, and they were very much, they were from the south side of the U.K. South side uh, is London. It's typically, uh, there's very much, like, classism in the U.K., Uh, and typically if you're a southerner, they uh, you're looked as uh, as being hoity-toity uh, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then Oasis where they were northerners, they worked on construction sites, all that kind of stuff. They're very much, uh, they were even like labeled as like the working class heroes by the press. Uh, so it's very much that kind of thing. So you had this really polished uh, sound to this really kind of, you know, whatever the fuck Oasis is. Um, so what happened, uh, Oasis had released their first album it was going super well and then Blur uh was you know just riding high on high on being Blur and they went to uh the Brit Awards I think they're called something like that but uh and Blur won an unprecedented Four awards and they just Kept going up it was for their record park Life they uh, won best Song of the year best video of the year best Record of the year and I forgot what the fourth one was But they went up there and at Best record of the year Oasis was also uh, Nominated And when Blur won Damon Albarn went up there Blur, And he said hey I feel like we Should be sharing this I wish we could split This award with Oasis And then the guitarist said yeah nothing but love and respect for those guys. And you think like, okay, you know, that's good. That's nice. Good good for you guys. Yeah. So then Damon Albarn, like I think a couple weeks or a month later goes to like a single release party of, uh, um, no. Yeah. Yeah. He went to a single release party of, um, Oasis and he's going up. The single had been released and it was number one. And he goes up to, uh, Liam, Gallagher who is the definitely more rambunction of the two Gallagher's uh and he walks up to him and he's with the intention of saying hey man congrats I'm really happy for you and Liam Gallagher apparently just gets Hawkeye and looks at him and immediately before he can say say anything he points at him in the face and he says number fucking one and then walks away and uh Damon Albarn was like all right I guess we'll see about that. And that's what spurred this whole feud between the two. And so if you know anything about Britpop, uh, there, it, it's like Beatles versus Stones, that kind of thing, where it's just kind of this whole, uh, you can't like both for some reason. Uh, In right. Britpop, it was very much like a, oh, you're either into Suede, you're either into Pulp, you're either into Blur, or you're into Oasis. Nobody likes all of them, that kind of thing. It's really stupid, but... That's this is what started it, the Blur versus Oasis, because they were the biggest Britpop bands. So um, then, they both had albums that were uh, scheduled to come out, uh, and they were uh, one was coming out in September, and then one was coming out in October. So that's enough room uh, within the release schedules for them both to have number one records. Not a big deal. But what happened was is they both had singles coming out. Uh, on the same day, so <laughs> that's what started this big. Uh, they actually Blur had it coming out a week later, and they uh, moved it uh, to that uh, day. Which it, it's speculative that uh, apparently it was Damon Albarn who said, "No, fuck it, let's move it to the same day."
3: Do you know what? Um, do you know what the two songs were?
0: Yeah, it was "Roll With It." Uh, and This was uh, coming, going, leading into uh, Oasis's second album. Uh, and then, um, the blur song was country house. Mm -hmm. And so it was this big thing. It became this big, you know, like label war of like, who's going to have the number one and like this big ad campaign between the two and record stores, they would have these flags that said Oasis V blur, all that kind of stuff. Like it was legitimately people were like, you know, fighting over this type thing. Like the labels
3: fueled it and the crowds bought into it.
0: And the Gallaghers are just fucking insane, as we'll talk about in a little bit. And then Damon Albarn was getting a big head about it. And like, as I said, there's this kind of like class dichotomy between the two, whereas, you know, you have these working class heroes who actually worked at construction sites. And then you had um, Damon Albarn from Blur, who sang in a mock Cockney accent even though he was a Londoner, that kind of thing. So it kind of had this dissonance of like, oh, you're not, you're not one of us, that kind of thing. It was, it's crazy. Right. So, uh, single comes out. Uh, I think most Americans, as we just talked about, they know Oasis. Everybody knows Oasis because of Wonderwall in their first and second record. Um, but, uh, of the two that came out and, uh, blur actually won for country house. Uh, the two singles themselves are nothing to write home about. Country House, uh, Blur has even said this song is shit. Like we do not like this song. And then uh, Oasis is uh, roll with it. It's not a bad song. It's just more of the same. It's nothing to write home about. Yeah, it's, it's not.
3: Just... It's not one of their bigger hits in America. So then least. you,
0: th- yeah. So then you think, okay, it's you know that's it. That's done. Blur won, and then that song, roll with it, was. Uh, you know the first single off of Oasis's second album which is uh, what's the story more in glory which is the biggest by far the biggest Britpop album ever it has champagne supernova it has Wonderwall on it and so then it goes like it basically you know they both won in a sense to where blur won that single war and then like Oasis just basically destroyed blur when it came to that yeah they they um, cemented
3: themselves in like in music history with that album
0: oh yeah and you know arguably you know oasis is the bigger of the bands worldwide because of that um so uh that kind of ended that there i mean there was squabbling through the years much like the metallica dave mustaine thing where they just kind of back and forth the gallagher's and damon albarn apparently the rest of blur didn't really care as much they were just like uh kind of just you know fuck it you know whatever we're just gonna take a back seat while Damon does his thing Damon Albarn is the lead singer if you don't know that um so they did that and then apparently you know Liam Gallagher is still shitty about it uh and Noel Gallagher they actually I don't think they released a song together but Noel Gallagher is doing his own thing now and uh Damon Albarn came out and sang a couple songs with him at like a festival. So it kind of shows that I think Noel Gallagher, who is the more tame of the two brothers kind of squashed it uh, between them. But Liam Gallagher's never going to drop anything. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's definitely one of my favorite (laughs) music feuds because it's so pointless, but then it also just had this like big everlasting effect and like both went won and both lost so um going into the gallagher brothers which is by far my favorite music feud of all time and i talk about it all the time it is a regular habit of mine to go on to uh liam gallagher's twitter liam gallagher's social media <laughs> anything like that he's extremely outspoken he, Oh yeah, and he he's outspoken about everything, but more specifically, he's outspoken about his brother Noel, his bigger brother Noel, and he loves. It, it, apparently, there there's a great uh, article. I forgot who did it, but uh, there's a really good uh, comprehensive list of uh, uh, Liam Gallagher calling Noel Gallagher a potato, uh, and just putting a, uh, s- a screenshot of his brother. So
2: yeah, that that was pretty great.
0: yeah Adam and I had a lot of fun talking about this I the Gallagher brothers are just fucking insane so they're actually brothers they're related I mean and they just apparently fought all the fucking time in the band Oasis and they're they're like the like I challenge anybody to name anybody else in Oasis that's not me like I I know the Oasis members but most people don't I know
3: is there one guy named Big Head
0: no see that's potato
3: i messed it up uh <laughs> i didn't pass your test
0: <laughs> so uh richard's uh no uh zach starkey who is um uh ringo star's son yeah. played in oasis for a little while uh but so the Gallagher brothers, uh, I'll focus on uh when they broke up, uh what caused them to break up. But just so you know, like these two fought all the fucking time and everybody laughed it up because it was just like it, it was like a train wreck. You can't look away from it, that kind of thing. Right. There was even a um um like an actual vinyl release of an argument the two had and like somebody had been recording it and they released it as like a special seven inch of the two just fighting. <laughs> I would love to buy that. You can find it on YouTube, I think, but it was like some special release. And I think it went like, got pretty high in the charts because of it.
3: Um, (laughs) It's ridiculous. Just like to be that famous, that an argument that you have between you and another bandmate gets put to vinyl. So
0: I'll go ahead and I'll end this whole segment with, uh, talking about how Oasis broke up. So they were, uh, touring their last, uh, record, uh, well, going to be their last record uh and you know their first two records are great and then like it's all shit and then their last record is actually pretty good so it's pretty promising and then um you know it was a super financially successful uh tour i think they had toured on like five continents something like that like crazy um and they were on their last three shows at a festival in paris backstage uh, Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher were getting in a fight as usual and then out of nowhere uh, Liam picks up a plum and throws it at Noel during their argument and he misses him he hits the wall and then he stormed out of the dressing room so Noel is just wall. sitting there with <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> Sorry.
1: What the fuck? Sorry. What the fuck? I had to.
0: <laughs> so uh, he stormed out of the room and Noel Gallagher's sitting in there with the rest of uh, the Oasis members and apparently the, the Oasis members had just gotten so normalized to this that they were all just kind of staring at their feet and, like, just not talking about it. They were like, yep, this is normal. Don't even fucking admit it. And, of course, that pisses Noel off because he's like, this dude just threw some shit at me, and that was super aggressive. And he's quoted to saying that he wishes that is what uh, had um, ended Oasis because he thought it would have been a great headline to say, plum throws plum, breaks up Oasis. (laughs) Um, But then, shortly after uh Liam comes and by the way this is all from Noel's uh mouth so uh, you know I think there's truth in it but then you know they're both fucking nuts uh if you have any free time I would recommend just watching a Liam Gallagher uh interview and probably Noel as well they have the biggest fucking egos in the world it's amazing to watch Yeah,
3: still to this day too
0: it's it fucking incredible uh so I the, so then uh, Liam comes back in after he had thrown the plum. He comes back in. He had grabbed one of Noel's guitars and is just wielding it around like an actual axe. And he ends up smashing it on the ground, just being really aggressive. And apparently that is what, um, according to Noel, he said, that's the last draw And he said, fuck it, I'm out. He And he apparently as soon as uh, Liam had shattered the guitar their manager, the stage manager walks in and says five minutes and Noel just walks past the manager and just walked off. He left and he said, I'm out. I'm, I quit. And they didn't play the festival and they had two more shows left on the tour and they would have been, they would have finished it and they could have called it quits after that. So, uh, that's what broke up Oasis. And I think Noel says that now that he wishes he had, um, uh, played those last shows. Cause he does feel bad for the fans that bought tickets and all that kind of thing.
3: Yeah. But I think also there there was some documentary I was watching. It may have been an Oasis documentary where, uh, Noel was talking about how before that happened, he was singing most of the songs at most of the shows because Liam was too ego driven or drunk or whatever it was to even sing. He wouldn't even come out and do it. There were some nights where he would just like, he would go, I'm not going on. And then they would go out as the rest of the band and do the songs.
0: Yeah, so Noel wrote most of the songs, if not all of the songs, so it, it was normal for him to be able to sing them because he wrote them, and Liam just kind of got up there and sang.
3: In his head, he was thinking, well, I don't really need this band because I write all the songs anyway, so fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. I'm gonna go start my own shit. Yeah.
0: And uh, so, yeah, it's just fucking insane. So apparently during that whole tour, they just wouldn't talk to each other. They only, like, they, it, it was just... Back and forth to each other while on tour, uh social media just like s- taking swipes at each other during the whole thing. And to this day, they still bicker and bitch at each other. It is incredible.
3: Yeah, because Noel's about to get married, right? And Liam, yes. Liam said no, he no, wants. No, no,
0: no, no. Liam's getting married, and Liam said that uh he wanted to invite. He said, I I have invited Noel. I don't expect him to come, but he's like, oh, it's my brother. I I should invite him. So I think that's the closest we'll ever get. Oasis will never get back together. Um, But uh, yeah, the two just, they go back and forth. Uh, um, Liam released his first solo record. I think it was like three or four years ago. And when he was doing that, he was recording a uh, documentary to go along with the release and Of course, they both, like Liam and Noel, both uh, play uh, Oasis songs at their shows. But Noel has the majority ownership, and he said that if you use, if you have any uh, video of you singing Oasis songs in your documentary you will be getting sued so in that documentary that Liam released there is no video of him playing Oasis songs and there's no Oasis songs actually in it because he could not legally do it that's
3: insane I thought they I thought they did show a little bit of footage from like that last concert where they had like the their biggest concert ever as a band.
0: Yeah, no, so he could do Oasis, like actually Oasis performing, but he could not put himself performing.
3: Oh, with his band. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, Noel has talked about like, oh yeah, you know, the way it works, I won't get into the semantics of it in the music industry is that, you know, he is due to get his rights to the music and like, I think it's like four or six years. He is going to get the the masters to oasis and people were like oh what are you gonna do and he goes i'm gonna sell it to the highest fucking bidder and they were like oh well you don't want to do stuff with it he goes no fuck that why do i need that i just want to get a fuck ton of money off of it
3: imagine if liam buys it
0: oh yeah no i doubt he would let liam buy it but it's incredible because like noel has basically said i'm happier for it i don't regret uh quitting oasis i will never play with oasis again i'll happily play oasis songs because they're my songs i wrote them whereas liam to this day said you know i feel like i'm still in mourning like i didn't want oasis to break up and it sucks that the band had to break up because of this one guy and the band ended up uh everyone except for Noel ended up starting a band called bdi but it wasn't very good
3: yeah it didn't really work out
0: no, because the songwriter was gone. So uh, that's the Gallagher brothers. If you don't have, you don't have any knowledge about them. You need to just go like look up an article of a comprehensive list of them shit talking each other because it is well worth your time. Even if you don't like their music, it's it's the fucking tits. I love it. So that's all <laughs> I have for music feuds today. I got a bunch of smaller ones, is, but is we'll all? flesh them out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was really hoping we, I, I was hoping we were going to end the episode on uh, If that's the tits
1: <laughs> I mean Let's, we can is
0: that no? we old? gotta do We gotta do what we're listening to guys
1: One second Oh hey, can
3: go get your fiance Kara <laughs> We'll bleep that out
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that's, No it's no, fine I've said her name before
3: I just think it'd be funny to that, start that, the I yell
2: uh, What you listening to And then bleep it out and then Yeah, this is a really important part of this.
1: What are you listening to?
2: No.
3: (laughs) Chew the pizza.
1: Hey,
0: listen!
3: (laughs) Neat.
1: Golden.
0: Hagen, will you do your best (laughs) (laughs) R2-D2?
1: Thank
3: you for moving away from the microphone for that.
1: Yeah, I, I should have
2: moved back further, but it's fine. A
0: real professional. Hagen, start. Start? Oh, my God. Um, okay.
2: Oh, shit. I got to change my list. I had Daws at the top. <laughs> <gasps> One of us. One of us. No, no. I meant it was there for you. Oh. <laughs> Damn.
1: Uh, uh, so, um, someone who's been on the show someone we all love, Namdi's album came out today. Ooh, ah, that fuck was you mine. both, fuck you both! You asked me to talk first. Damn it,
0: it's so good. Uh, it's
1: so fucking good. It's unbelievable how good it is. Uh, it is a mixture of so many different things. There's great hip hop, there's beautiful songwriting, uh, there's like almost sometimes math rock elements, there's like noise elements. I mean, it's, it's fucking amazing.
0: I'm really bummed that it seems like his tour. He was going to be opening up for Wilco and Sleater Kinney uh, this yeah, summer. Yeah, I know. And I, I, I saw. I'm sure that's getting postponed or canceled. and I'm really bummed for him Whoa. because that's awesome. Apparently, yeah. Jeff Tweedy. Somebody asked Jeff Tweedy, "Hey, who wh- like what's a uh, good Chicago artist you should be looking out for?" And he specifically said Nomdi. That guy, like, is incredible.
1: He's that album is unbelievable. It is unfucking believable um yeah i got yeah, that I mean, special true.
0: edition with the uh the oh, the, crown. That, the crown
2: nice that's awesome yeah i was just gonna say it came out last night and i've already listened to it like three or four times oh shit yeah same it's like, so good it's great um, it's so good a
1: lot of what i listened to during the week was Dua lipa's album uh future nostalgia uh that's definitely going to be one of the best pop albums of the year it's fucking amazing um and then uh, something I'm listening to that everybody can't listen to yet is – but I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm will i going to promote the band because everybody needs to listen to this band, and when it comes out, they should listen to it. It's a band called Man Man. I've been a very big fan of theirs for a long time, and um, they did a thing this week where if you pre-ordered their album that comes out in May, if you pre-order the album, you can start listening to it. Um and so I pre-ordered it last night and I got to listen to it this morning and it's very, very good. It's, it's a good return to form. It's very, very nice. I like it a lot.
0: I'll go ahead and go. And, uh, definitely I've, I've listened to nominee's record, like at least twice. It's, it's so fucking good. So like that album and this next album I'm about to mention are definitely on my like top contenders so far for album of the year. Um, Moses Sumney released the first half of his, uh, double album. Um, And it's called the gray, the gray part one, but that's another album that uh, my girlfriend actually ended up buying it for me. So it's not here yet because the album's not finished, but I think the, uh, the last half is going to be released uh, sometime this summer, but man, it is so good. His performance on Stephen Colbert is incredible. It's just, he's one of those dudes that's just like quintessential New York city artist type that I'm like, yeah, like, that that's the fucking lifestyle that i aspire to this he's just a, seems like he's a beautiful person and can his music is it, the way i would like to say it and i know this is going to upset some people it's like if prince wrote good music
3: <laughs> that's a different episode that's a different episode <laughs> um that you sent you sent me that one right i think you sent me yes. yeah i listened to that it's really good um, it's so
0: good. I love it. His first record is incredible too, but this one, like, it's just like it takes it up a notch. And like that and Namdi's Brat, I think, are definitely going to be. They'll be on my top albums of the year. But I wouldn't be shocked if one of those is my album of the year.
3: I've been listening to Jason Isbell's new stuff. He has a couple of new songs out. Um, he has a new album coming out. I'm not exactly sure of the date. Uh, started listening to the new Thundercat record that's really good it's called It Is What It Is and the new Pearl Jam record is really good I've listened to that most of the week
0: do you mean Pearl Jam or Pearl Earl
3: Pearl Ram <laughs> Pearl Ram Pearl Jurl, and Dawes and I've been listening to I the was Dawes
1: gonna, I was going to say you listen to the new Dawes single
3: I did, yeah. Uh, not the biggest fan of it. I think it's a, too much of a slow. It takes too much time to happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'd like to hear it in context because I know they have a new record done.
0: Dave, I thought you liked songs that build. Because weren't we talking about like the new moniker EP should be called Songs to Get Big Too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 That's not a sex joke, by the way. That's completely... <laughs> That's a... We oh. notice while recording those songs that every song starts off kind of like... Not, you know, like quiet, but like they start off kind of smaller and then they get to... They all build to something bigger. And we're like, oh, yeah, let's call this uh, Songs to Get Big 2.
1: Songs to Get Big too. Jesus Christ. Adam,
0: what are you listening to?
3: Yeah, well... Ugh. No, Dave. Go ahead. No, I was no, I was I was gonna try to like piggyback and make the joke go further, but I don't need to do that.
0: <laughs> Nailed it.
2: Uh, you sure? We yeah, need to wrap uh, this
0: shit up.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah. No. So I, I've been listening to Nomi's new album as well. Um, also, think it's really great. It might be obviously a top uh, contender for album of the year for me so far. Granted, it's only March, but it feels like it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, I also checked out uh or actually before I get to this I went back and listened to Childish Gambino's new record again. I liked it better, oh. but I still don't don't really like it. I don't know what he's doing though. So I'm kind of curious to see <laughs> <laughs> what's going on cuz that can't be his last album and that be it. I thought I that thought his last somewhere. album
3: was going to be his last album.
2: No, nah, he said he was done after this coming this new album. No. but this seems like a pretty bad album to go out on so I agree
0: <laughs> by the uh, way um, oh did you have more Adam? Yeah, yeah
2: yeah I just have one more I've been listening to Nine Inch Nails the two new Ghosts albums and by extension the other Ghosts one through four yeah, are they good great. it's great yeah
3: I'll check it out cool. it's
2: really weird because they're definitely just unused like film scores for that movie they dropped a couple months ago that's like, totally it feels okay It's really obvious in, in the no, state of got the got world yeah yeah
0: I'll take that yeah, um, yeah so also uh, talking about Namdi a little bit longer apparently because uh, I don't know if he, any of y'all follow him on social media but he was saying you know talking about like oh you know some of the best stuff I've ever written in my life is coming out this year and he was like you know Brats coming out which is his solo record and then apparently um, some stuff he's helped produce and then uh, Monobody should be releasing a new record too so yeah, you know, they, f- they finished recording
1: that that's all done um also Adam it's April. Yeah, I was going to say uh, that too. Yeah, it
3: is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how long uh, March is. Right. It <laughs> bled into April. What the fuck? Yeah, it's been a long it's been a long year. It feels like a whole decade. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. That's all I got guys. Thank you for listening. You know, I it's going to be another smooth edit unless it's not and you know, that's why I fucked you bitch and that's the tits.
1: Look out for songs to get hard to.